Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome in. Nuana's now. Happy Thursday. Uh, hopefully, you're driving slow out there. I actually, I, I hear that around a great deal of this great state of Montana. Uh, not any snow yet, but I have heard from family in Spokane and Coeur d'Alene that it's been coming down that way, and it's certainly been coming down here in western Montana. So, uh, man, I had to go buy a snow shovel today. What a deal. It's definitely here. Winter is here. Uh, so, hopefully, uh, you're staying safe out there. Welcome in. Thanks for being with us. Uh, if you're listening on the radio, you already know it's 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you are watching on television, you already know that it's SWX Montana TV. And uh, if you got that ESPN MT app in your life, thanks for doing it. If you don't, go get it. Grizz Hockey returns tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Puck drop from the Glacier Ice Rink. Jeff Safford back in the saddle. He took a little time. Uh, went on a little trip with those guys down to Utah and uh, then had a, a week at home, and now he's back. So uh, Grizz Hockey will be back on the radio airwaves on Friday and Saturday. Puck drop, 8 p.m. from the Glacier Ice Rink. And uh, Jeff will be on the call. Williston State in town, and uh, Grizz Hockey 15-4, and four, ranked in the top 15 in the uh, the latest national poll. So uh, they've done well. Ton to get to today. It's the FCS playoffs this weekend. Three uh, games involving four Big Sky Conference teams. We got two of them here in the Treasure State over in Bozeman. Weber State plays at fourth-seeded Montana State. The Montana Grizzlies play on the road in Fargo against third-seeded North Dakota State. And Sacramento State, the two-seed, they'll host Richmond on Saturday afternoon. So we'll keep keep getting you set up for those games. If you want some uh, preview on the Sacramento State game, or some talk about the Idaho game last week, which was the fifth Big Sky Conference team in the playoffs and the only one that's out so far. Go check out the new Big Sky Breakdown podcast, uh, Interviews Edition. Uh, We got interviews on there with Giovanni McCoy and Jason Eck. Uh, McCoy, the freshman of the year in the Big Sky and the quarterback for the Idaho Vandals. And Jason Eck, the first-year head coach for the Idaho Vandals. Also a good interview on there with Brandon Weldon, who is a uh, senior First-team All-Big Sky offensive lineman for Sacramento State. So get a little preview on the Sac State-Richmond game there. And uh, we also spliced in some interviews with Malik Flowers of Montana, Trayton Pickering of Montana State. You heard both of those on Nuana's now uh, yesterday. And then they also have a couple more interviews on there uh, that we'll also play here on this show. And uh, we'll have a couple original interviews on today's show as well. We'll get things started off with Matt Entz. He's the head coach of North Dakota State. 
Uh, we'll talk about that Grizz game, what he thinks of the Grizz. Then we'll hear from Montana head coach Bobby Houck and uh, see sort of the other side of the coin. Uh, coach Houck definitely, certainly, um, how do you say, soft-spoken. Uh, talked with a fair amount of reverence about North Dakota State. So uh, interesting thoughts. And I do think, though, that the, the Grizz, for as many disadvantages as they have going to Fargo, which is certainly, I mean, by record, the toughest place in the FCS to play this time of year. I mean, 31-1 and one doesn't lie. Uh, but there are a few advantages maybe Montana has. So we'll talk about that here off the top as well, here from both Matt Ants and uh, Bobby Houck. We'll also hear from Jay Hill, the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats. We'll hear from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. And uh, we'll also take away a step away from the uh, FCS playoffs and also talk some NFL. Brooks Nuanez, Skyline Sports, uh, as well as our NFL betting guy. Uh, he'll swing by as well. He and I caught up earlier this week, so we'll play that conversation for you. I'll tell you what, Brooks's numbers and his picks and uh, a lot of his uh, leans and advice have been really good. Uh, certainly have made me a couple a couple uh, dollars, so uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, uh, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. I uh, said this on, uh, we, we have multiple Big Sky breakdowns coming up for you. I mean, the content is flowing uh, here between Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. And a lot of stuff that we're putting on both platforms, but also a lot of original stuff. So uh, make sure you, you check it out. But uh, an upcoming pod there, uh, my conversation with Andrew Houghton, we had one last night. Uh, but I'll sort of repeat now, but it's the first time any of you have heard it because that pod's not out yet. Uh, just how fun it is to have the, the streaming options during basketball season on ESPN+. Plus. Because uh, if you're a you know a, a college hoops or a college sports junkie and you also follow a specific league like we do with the Big Sky Conference, uh, it just makes it so you can just pretty much have constant entertainment. Last night we watched the uh, the end of Montana State's uh, women's basketball team's great win over South Dakota State. We also watched a thrilling end to Montana State and Southern Utah. Those two teams uh, in men's hoops. Those two teams have played a bunch of really good games in uh, recent years, and uh, the Bobcat men behind 29 points from Raekwon Battle persevere in that one, pull that one out at the end. And uh, then we flipped it over uh, just to sort of keep an eye on <laughs> Portland State versus Portland Bible College <laughs> because uh, they were threatening triple-digit leads uh, for times in the game. But still fun. Uh, the news of the day there, though, is Montana State's women uh, win 71-66 over South Dakota State. Um, and South Dakota State was was receiving votes last week in the top 25 poll. So huge win for the Bobcat women. And then uh, so Utah not in the Big Sky Conference anymore, but certainly a familiar opponent for Montana State's men. And they've had some battles in the Big Sky, but the Bobcats get an 89-86 victory uh, over um, Southern Utah. And they played a lot. I mean, they played a couple times in the Big Sky tournament in recent years too, and they've been great games as well. It seems to be a good matchup. When those two teams play, so uh, you know, from I know from a travel logistical standpoint and a fit standpoint, there's not a lot of people in the Big Sky that are going to miss Southern Utah. But I will miss Southern Utah men's basketball because they've they're always fun. Uh, they weren't scared of anybody for sure. Played with a ton of swagger, ton of uh, confidence, and some would even say cockiness. Uh, but they're always fun to watch, and it was fun watching them against the Bobcats. But man, I got uh, when we did our All Big Sky basketball team segment. I got some some feedback from 
you guys, there were several people that texted me that said, man, you put Raekwon Battle on your preseason All-League team? And one guy was even saying, I can't believe you said he's one of the most talented players in the league. He didn't even start for the Cats last year. Well, that's part of the Raekwon Battle story. you got to understand that they brought this kid in. who used to be a four-star recruit. He went to the University of Washington. Uh, he had a falling out there. He didn't feel like they, they were helping him out at all uh, on a personal level. Uh, you know, His mother told us this whole story about how he was going through some things, and they just seemed like there was no support. And so Danny Sprinkle brought him in, took him under his wing, uh, sort of treated him a little bit different last year, and they didn't want to put a bunch of pressure on the kid, but he was still one of the best crunch time players in the big sky, even though uh, he also was the league's top reserve. But now he's in a starting role at Montana State, and he's absolutely blowing the doors off this thing. I mean, he has a 30-point game already this year. He had 29 points last night, hit seven three-pointers, but his game-winning play was absolutely one of the best uh, moments of the night last night in sports. I mean, he... He gets uh, he he misses like a fallaway three when there was still about ten seconds to go in the game, and a kind of a forced shot misses it pretty bad, and uh, then Southern Utah takes a timeout and they get the ball over half court, and then he just rips it, gets a steal into a coast to coast and one buries the free throw, and that that's the game winning sequence. So Raekwon Battle leads the Bobcats. Uh, to a huge road win at Southern Utah. And that, that was a big bounce-back win, too, for the Big Sky Conference champions because they uh, went up to Canada. They played in a, a tournament over Thanksgiving in Montreal, and they went 0-3 in that tournament. And, you know, not powerhouse opponents by any means. I mean, similar mid-majors, uh, UNC Greensboro, Quinnipiac, Middle Tennessee. I mean, I know those those are all, I mean, I think the first two for sure are programs that have been to the NCAA tournament before. So no slouches, but these aren't, you know, powerhouse Arizona, Xavier, you know, whatever, Oregon. It's not like that. So it was a big win, though, because the Bobcats had been on a slide. They'd not looked good over the Thanksgiving weekend at all. They looked uh, like they had no cohesiveness. And it was also a big win last night because Jabril Bello got thrown out of the game. A controversial, to say the least, I mean, gosh, this was like the most talked about thing on Big Sky Twitter last night. Uh, especially because he tweeted afterwards, too. If he was in the NBA, he'd probably get fined, but he's not. He's in the Big Sky Conference. So, uh, but Jabril Bello just tweeted last night, got thrown out of the game for posting up, shaking my head. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes that's the thing, man. The officiating on the big men in the Big Sky Conference, like that's, it's one of the biggest flaws in the league because the, the big guys just don't get a fair shake. I remember talking to Jamara Coe about this as well when he was playing at the University of Montana. They get hammered uh, in the lane in traffic all the time. A lot of times they get unfairly called for offensive fouls because they're just bigger and stronger. So, anyways, we digress. Big wins by Bobcat women's and men's basketball teams last night. Uh, the Grizz will be back in action. The Grizz lost to Southern Miss. I think we talked about that uh, earlier this week. They lost to Southern Miss on Tuesday, 64-54. They're back home next Tuesday against South Dakota State. And uh, the Lady Grizz, they play Washington State. I, th- I think that one's tonight. So uh, Lady Grizz, will have an update on that later on uh, in the week uh, as well. Uh, while we're here, before we hear from Matt Entz, the head coach of the North Dakota State Bison, how about some Grizz hockey tickets and how about a free pitcher of beer? We got both, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe. So here's how it works. You call us, call number 5 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. And uh, caller number five, we have four tickets 
to Friday night's Grizz hockey game. You go down uh, to Katie O'Keefe's to pick them up. They pour you a pitcher of beer. You have yourself some beer. You walk over the Glacier Ice Rink. I mean, this is real nice timing, too. 8 p.m. puck drops Friday night. So that means you got plenty of time to get off work, eat, your, yeah, you know, feed yourself some dinner. The other thing that's cool about Katie O'Keefe's is they don't have food there, but you can bring whatever food you want in there. So, you know, you want to grab some dinner, go in there, and then have them hook you up with a pitcher of beer. That sounds pretty good uh, as well. But call us right now, 406-888-1029, four-pack of tickets, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe's uh, to the Grizz Hockey Game Friday night against Wilson State. It also comes with a pitcher of beer and four glasses. So you get a ticket for you and three of your friends plus a beer for you and three of your friends. Pretty good. Thanks to our friends at Katie's uh, for hooking it up. Go check out Katie O'Keefe's uh, Your Neighborhood Hideaway right there at the Stevens Center, uh, 2100 Stevens Avenue. And uh, make sure when you go down, uh, go inside, go down the stairs, turn left, go see the uh, renovated and upgraded um, newer part of uh, Katie O'Keefe's, one of my favorite spots in all of Missoula. Montana, North Dakota State, the two winningest programs of the 21st century in the FCS. The Grizz got a bunch of those wins in uh, the first 10 years of this century. The uh, Bison have got a boatload of those wins over the last 11 years. They've won nine out of the last 10 uh, fall national championships including last year in Frisco, Texas, where they trucked the Montana State Bobcats. And uh, tall task for the Grizz. Here's what Matt Entz, the uh, head coach of North Dakota State, thinks of the matchup. Uh, this is a program that uh, uh, has the potential of making some big plays, uh, very well coached on special teams. You saw just the explosiveness of their return game last week, really kind of turned the momentum against uh, Southeast Missouri. And so we're going to have to be uh, well-prepared in all three phases. Uh, but it's a it's a very well-coached football team, and they play extremely hard. Coach Huck mentioned that you guys had uh, crossed paths in the past. Is that just at coaching clinics, or how do you guys uh, – how do you guys Yeah, I, th- I think it started back uh, probably when I was uh, a defensive coordinator. could have been at the, when I was the D coordinator at the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, we played out there in the quarterfinals once. Um, probably just then uh, American Football Coaches Association – uh, Coach Hauk is is part of the leadership, uh, especially for uh, FCS, and have had a chance, opportunity to connect with him and sit down and visit and catch up. And uh, he's usually one of those guys that's, you know, a, a phone call away if, uh, for a young head coach when I have questions or kind of just curious how other people might handle different situations that present themselves. Matt Enstern, North Dakota State head coach here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Coach is uh, leading his team against a uh, Montana team that won last week. So, Coach, uh, when you looked at the film from last week, a crazy game. I mean, I don't know how much you can take from the first half because Montana looked kind of lifeless, and then all of a sudden they have all the life in the world, and they scored like 31 points in four minutes. So um, what did you think of the game last week, and how does that influence your preparation this week? Well, it was it was the tale of two halves, of course. Simo uh, jumped out to a quick lead, and then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the, a couple explosive plays from Montana special teams, punt return, kick return, really started to shift that momentum. Uh, you started to see their defense elevate their play coming out of halftime. Uh, I don't know if if, if that game's going to influence uh, how we prepare. Uh, we know that this is a well-coached football team. You go back and look at their body of work over the course of the 2022 season, uh, you see a lot of really good football. And that's what we're going to um, 
dive into as we prepare this week is just the caliber of play that we've seen consistently over the year. Tell me about your team, because last time we caught up was uh, after the national championship game in, in Fargo and uh, another national championship for North Dakota State. But I know you have talked about uh, over the years, each team kind of having its own identity. How does this right. team have its own identity? I mean, what, what makes well, this North Dakota State team its own team? Well, you just, just different different set of leaders on the team, uh, you know, different, different uh, characteristics, different personalities that make up the leadership on the football team. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of dealing with a unique uh, roster management issues right now with that COVID year kind of bottlenecking two different classes together from an eligibility standpoint. And so, uh, you know, I think your team starts to take on maybe because there's such a bulk of kids in that class, your team starts to take on some of the characteristics of that large group. And uh, it's just, it's unique to see and, and interesting always to see how your veterans and how your young kids interact. And uh, I'm excited about both. We have 13 tremendous seniors uh, that that are playing their best football at the end of the year. Uh, but we have, you know, a, a bunch of young kids that are really buying into what we're doing. And we've tried to incorporate some NDSU versus NDSU young guy development uh, in these extra weeks of preparation to continue to push their development. Um, you know, so a year from now, we can be talking about those guys. Identity-wise, just in terms of what you guys are doing, is there anything different uh, from years past, or is it sort of the same trademark? Well, that's similar I, I think there's probably if, if you if you really you know get in and study it there's probably some 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 changes maybe some different tendencies that you'll find based on you know what we were successful at in in, in 2021 but I don't think any two teams are alike uh, uh, I don't think this is a mirror image of that group um, you know, we, we've had guys who Cam Miller, our quarterback, continues to develop, continues to play his best football. Uh, we're leaning on some other young players at the receiver position um, that to help us, uh, young players at the tight end position. So, and, and then defensively, uh, you know, we, we got a really solid defensive backfield right now. We got a lot of veterans back there, three seniors that uh, that have enabled us to to do a lot of things uh, from a coverage standpoint. And we're only getting better up front. Um, and we had to. Uh, we had some injuries early in the year, and it's fun to see those young guys develop uh, and and, and can be consistent in their development over the course of the season. That ends to us, North Dakota State head coach here on Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And, Coach, we look at sort of the, the history of this subdivision, especially in the modern era, North Dakota State stands alone, particularly over these last 10 or 12 years. But before that, it was kind of Montana. I know sure. App State was certainly there, Georgia Southern, uh, Youngstown State. There's always been great programs, but Montana was sort of the standard bearer there in the mid-90s through the, the mid-2000s. So uh, what do you think of this, sort of the, the prestige of this matchup? It seems like uh, a long time coming, Montana versus North Dakota State in the playoffs. Well, it is exciting, and that was the first thing we talked about early in the week with our players. This is a, a program that has a very proud tradition of, of success, uh, as a mid-major football program, you just, you know, I've, I've been, I've been out there twice to play, um, you know, in Missoula and it's an unbelievable atmosphere, uh, right there at the base of, of those mountains. And, you know, their fans are, are probably would say the same thing ours do and that they're second to none. And, um, so I'm excited about it. And I know, uh, I think coach Hawk is as well. Um, two programs that I think have great respect for one another, uh, have great tradition, uh, and, and I anticipate nothing but a great game on Saturday. 
We'll talk about the, uh, the logistics of this matchup. Then uh, you mentioned that Montana's well coached. It seems like you have to be well coached to play the style of defense that they play. Uh, what do you see uh, when you turn the Grizzlies on film, especially defensively? Well, defense. I mean, there's there's a ton of stunts and and movement based up front pressure from different levels, second and third level pressure. Um, we're going to have to be really good in what we do, and we we've, we've talked all week long. Um, more isn't better uh, uh, against Montana. Uh, we have to be really good at what we do because we're going to see just the volume of looks you're going to see defensively, you know, out of that 3-3 look. And on the other side of the ball, when Montana has the football, uh, what do you see there? Wide variety of skill kids, uh, very good skill kids. they got a running back that, that, that's a downhill kid. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of their run game out of that pistol look and and, and really getting his shoulder, his his pads out in front of his feet, and, and, and he's – He's a load to tackle. Very good football player. Skill kids uh, on on all the perimeters that you're going to have to defend, and and you want to keep the ball in front of you because they all have explosive play potential. Uh, and then their quarterback does an outstanding job uh, extending plays, buying time in the pocket. He knows where he wants to go with the football. Seems to have really good, just complete control of what they're doing offensively. Uh, I think they probably trust him a lot to to get him in and out of some plays. Uh, you even saw against Semo changing protections. So I, I, I have to anticipate a very intelligent player that understands uh, what their coaches are looking for. Well, two more things for you then, Coach. You mentioned uh, the special teams. Uh, Montana's been so explosive in the special teams. Right. Game. How, how do you go, go about mitigating that factor? Well, we got to be really good on the, on those coverage teams, and uh, I anticipate you're talk, talking about their punt return and their kick return units. Uh, some of the top, if not the top, in the country. Um, we first off starts with the kick. Have to put it. We've got to hit our spots with the kick. Um, you know, we can't have to defend the entire field. We have to do things that we can hem those returners in uh, and just not allow them to get the explosive play and force their offense. Oh, to, to at least have to move the field. We can't give up short fields, can't give up explosive plays. Uh, you know, got to make them go the, the, the long way if they're going to score points on us. But um, it, it's going to be probably a game, a little bit of cat and mouse throughout the game, uh, making sure that both teams are trying to do everything they can for field position will be so critical uh, when you talk about a game of this magnitude. And last thing then, uh, you guys have made run after run over this last 10 years. What's it going to take for you guys to, to make another one? And obviously that starts – with Montana on Saturday, right? Well, you know, for us to continue to, we got to go one and zero this week. Uh, we got to have a great week of practice. Uh, we need to make sure that we're paying attention to the the small things, the details. Uh, and you know, on Saturday, we just can't hurt ourselves. Can't have intolerable penalties. Ball security's got to be, you know, critical. And you know, we got to we, we can't let the ball be on the ground. And that means we got to field all kicks. We got to make the catches when we can, and hopefully, we can stay ahead of the chains by doing that. Matt Ince, North Dakota State. They host Montana on Saturday at the Fargo Dome in Fargo, North Dakota. Coach, thanks for being here. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate the North Dakota State folks for uh, for always being so gracious with their time. Uh, the NDSU Sports Information is, I would say, as good as they are on the football field. It's, uh, it's awesome. They always hook it up. <laughs> I mean, I got their SID. Just didn't the contacts on the email because I feel like we covered North Dakota State in the playoffs every single year, and uh, it's been fun. It's been fun getting to learn about that program. I think that they are uh, just so elite across the board. I think there's a lot of systematic and and entrenched advantages that they have. 
you know, being being just a couple hours from a huge city in Minneapolis and also having that huge city not have that many other big-time programs recruiting it, especially not any other ones that are better in terms of success than North Dakota State, uh, that certainly has been a, an intrinsic advantage and, and uh, a built-in advantage for NDSU. Uh, the fact that they added full cost of attendance before anybody else on the FCS level, the fact that they have an indoor practice facility and they play inside, those are all things that help them for sure. But I think that the part that gets sort of underrated is just that it's a first-class university. It's a first-class athletic department. They have an expectation of excellence, and a lot of places say that, but they really do. And it's also because that's just been the way that it's been at North Dakota State forever. And I know that they've only been Division One for 18 years, which is crazy to think about. Nuan is now, by the way, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. It's crazy to think they've only been D1 since 2004. Like, I remember when I first saw North Dakota State, when I first, like, consciously recognized what I was watching. I was probably 15 or 16 years old, 2003, Bobby Houck's first season uh, at Montana. And NDSU came in here and won. I can't remember if that was Coach Houck's first or second home game as the head coach of the Grizz, uh, but certainly not a not a uh, a good moment in the, uh, in the history of this rivalry. But it's also a rivalry that goes all the way back to the 1960s. I should say rivalry. They don't play enough for that uh, to uh, to actually be a part of the lexicon. But it, it is um, – there are two programs with unbelievable tradition and tradition that is the envy of most of their other uh, FCS peers. And I know Montana hasn't been quite in that class for a while. NDSU has only been in this class for 10 years in terms of superiority in the FCS, but that's the part that some people that aren't within the bubble of NDSU forget. I mean, if you go look at their Wikipedia, it's crazy. They have seriously like 30-plus conference championships when they were playing in the North Central Conference. I mean, it was like utter domination year in and year out winning conference championships. Uh, I believe that they won five, six, seven. I can't, I can't remember the exact number, but they've won – a handful at least of Division II national championships, and now they've won nine out of the last ten FCS uh, fall national championships. And it's impressive. I think the other thing is that you, everybody already always knows the the cliche, sort of the low-hanging fruit of the lines, the fronts, uh, the offensive and defensive lines for the Bison. But there's also kind of the cliche, and I saw this circulating around Twitter uh, to, earlier this week, you know, it's nothing but big farm boys. That's that's really actually not that true. They do have you know one farm boy, Cody Mauk, who will join us uh, tomorrow. And he comes from Hankinson, North Dakota. You know, population nine hundred, nine man football. You know the whole deal. And and they still have some of those type of stories on their team. But more than that, though, most of their dudes are from big time programs in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area, the Twin Cities, and though. They're just developing guys at a really high level. That's why their offensive and defensive fronts are so good. They've had the same strength and conditioning coach for 20 years. Jim Cramer is uh, brilliant when it comes to identifying body types that he knows how to mold. And uh, that's why they have so many guys, whether they're from 900-person Hankinson, North Dakota, or they're from you know, Minneapolis, uh, you know, Totino Grace High School or whatever, one of the powerhouses out there. Uh, they seem to not. They don't seem to. They they always reload. That's what they do at North Dakota State on the fronts. That's all to say. With Montana going to Fargo, the Grizz aren't going to have an, an advantage on the front. And uh, I think you saw what happens to the Grizz 
when they have systematic disadvantages along the fronts as they did in the, the game against the Bobcats. That said, I do think that Montana will have a couple places where they could have huge advantages. They just have to recognize that and take advantage. And I know they'll have a, a well-prepared plan, but I also know that it's just in the DNA and just in the identity of this team to try to play you know, ball control, field position, uh, clock control style football. And I just think that the biggest advantages for Montana are going to be on the perimeter. They need to spread it out. They need to throw the ball around. They need to throw the ball down the field. I mean, Malik Flowers will be better. Uh, he will be able to run better than anybody that's covered him in this game. That's always true, but it's particularly in this game. That's going to be the place where Montana has uh, a big advantage, at least in my opinion. So uh, we'll see. Should be a fun one. And uh, we're going to keep talking about it. Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, joins us next. By the way, thanks to Matt Entz for joining us, and thanks to Vance Thompson Vision for sponsoring our Across the Sidelines. Vance Thompson Vision helping you see across the sideline all season long. When you're at a sporting event, can you see across the sideline? Can you really see it? Let Vance Thompson Vision help you with any of the needs you might have for your eyes. Cataracts, LASIK surgery, anything you got, they can help you. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com. Bobby Houck, head coach of the University of Montana. I believe his first matchup against North Dakota State since that 2003 game when they lost to a D2 team. He'll join us next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuan is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. Little John Hyatt version of uh, BB King Classic. Feeling a bluesy mood today. That's what happens when there's three inches of snow on the ground and uh, you, know, you spend your lunch break shoveling. <laughs> it's all part of it. I Like I keep saying, bring it on. I hope all the uh, the out-of-staters who uh, have, haven't ever had a harsh Montana winter, I hope you're ready. I hope it's coming. <laughs> I digress. Guess what? They're going to play inside on Saturday uh, in Fargo. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The uh, Grizz hockey team plays Friday and Saturday night here in Missoula, 8 p.m. Puck drop. Williston State in town uh, to take on the Grizz. Grizz are 15-4 and four and ranked in the top 15 in the country. If you want to watch a place... Or excuse me, you want a place to watch the uh, Grizz Hockey action, head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, they'll have some food and drink specials over there for you, and uh, they'll always be showing Grizz Hockey 
all season long. Montana, as I mentioned, playing inside in the Fargo Dome. It's not just that it's an indoor arena that uh, gets mighty loud when uh, they pack the place. And we'll see if they pack the place. There's been a bunch of scuttle on Twitter that ticket sales have been slow. And I think there's a variety of factors for that. But either way, it's one of the toughest places in the FCS to play, not only because of the noise, but also just because of the tradition and just how good North Dakota State is at executing their formula there. Uh, The Bison have never had to leave Fargo on the way to Frisco. How crazy is that? They have played all of their games in the playoffs since their first national championship in 2011 until last year. The only time they've had to leave Fargo is to go to Frisco to play the FCS national championship game during this run of nine national titles in 10 years. They are 31-1 and in the Fargo Dome uh, during that time. The only time that NDSU's had to play road playoff games came in their first playoff season, 2010, they came to Montana State and beat Montana State, rallied from a 42-17 deficit. I'll never forget the game. It was one of my, I think it was like my second or third game covering the Cats ever. And uh, I just moved back to Montana, and and Montana State was up 42-17, and they lost. And North Dakota State just rammed it. Uh, And uh, that was sort of premonition of things to come. But then NDSU had to play on the road the next week. They lost, and uh, then they have only lost. Once in the playoffs since then, and that was in 2016 when James Madison came to Fargo and beat him. Could Montana be the next team to win in Fargo? Who knows? I don't think it's impossible. Bobby Houck, he seems a little subdued, but also very respectful of the North Dakota State program. This is our Houck Highlights. It's presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. It's a good win. You know, obviously you beat a playoff team. Uh, and keep your season alive is is awesome and a, and a great effort by our guys. It was a lot of fun to uh, win in the fashion we did. So good win. I think everybody's excited for this week's game. Um, so with that, we'll be excited to play North Dakota State. Uh, obviously, they're a very good opponent. Um, they play hard. They're they're well coached. They're good in all three phases of the game. Um they're just really good up front on both sides of the ball. So um, I'm a fan of how they play. Um, it's uh, evident on the film. When you watch it, uh, you can see why they win. So uh, they're a good football team. We're going to need a good week of prep to uh, go compete. On Saturday, you had mentioned them as kind of the gold standard and aside from winning, what is it about their culture and their program that, that you respect and appreciate? Um, well, it's all about winning. I mean, you win games or you don't. I mean, it, it, we keep scoring. They win a lot. And uh, so it's mostly that, but I like how they play. Uh, they play hard. They're physical. Um, they play with a, a temperament that I can appreciate, so... I just I like how they play. Yeah, and then they're one of those teams that, you know, they're in the I formation a lot. They play a true fullback the full game. And what are some challenges or uniquenesses of going against that kind of offense? Did you say they play a fullback the whole game? Well, a lot of the game. Not the full game. Some of it. Yeah. And what are some challenges of going against an offense where you're seeing that a lot? Well, I think it starts up front. You know, it's the offensive line is, is, uh, say, the best we've seen this year. And uh, they they come off the ball hard. Um, they get bodies on bodies. They sustain blocks. They finish. 
um, it's a good offensive line. That's where it starts. Coach, uh, Saturday you mentioned that uh, that game kind of reminded you of 2009 South Dakota State. You guys carried a ton of momentum from that South Dakota State win years ago. How do you sort of carry momentum from th- this last win on Saturday? Well, I think winning BS momentum to a degree. I mean, you know, it's kind of like a, I said to Lucas, you know, either it's all about winning or, or not. And uh, uh, getting a good win against a good playoff team gives you some momentum. Um, 2009, we were then went and played the top scoring and passing offense in the country. These, these guys are kind of the other side of the coin to that. Um, but but the way these guys play, I mean, they, they make it real. It'll be, I, I hope when they see us, they see a tough football team too. Over the last couple of years, they have had so much variety in their run game, even though maybe the uh, the concepts are simple, but the pre-snap stuff is very diverse. Do you still see that this year? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're, they've got a um, a lot of different personnel groups and formations and, and different things that uh, make it hard to gap out. Have you been looking forward to, to a chance to, to go against North Dakota State personally since your return? Yeah, you know, I thought we were going to be there last year. Uh, and then we kind of ran out of gas and didn't have enough healthy bodies to win it at uh, at Madison. Um, but, yeah, like I said, they, they've, the last decade, they've been the the gold standard, as I mentioned on Saturday. And, and you want to test yourself against the best, and they've been the best. Uh, defensively, uh, I think they're, you know, one of the top teams in the country, uh, past defense. A little bit maybe opposite of of Simo. Uh, what do you what do you see when you look at their their defense and your guys' ability to maybe you know have to you know game plan you know differently based on opponent from week to week? Yeah, Simo pretty much played us in bear the whole game. I think these guys will play us more in four down, so it'll be a little it'll be different certainly. Um, you know they they do some different things with their coverage rotations that that make it difficult in the pass game. Um, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a challenge. Obviously, they've got good players. Right, a coach returning starter at quarterback for North Dakota State. Uh, how would you describe just the way he plays? Uh, and uh, is there any difference? I guess I don't. I don't think you probably watched him last year, but have you seen any progression from last year? Yeah, I didn't watch him much. You know, we were a week away last year, so um, you know that's a better question for them. But um, you know, he does a lot of good things. Um, he's he's. Uh, you know, they'll empty the backfield, and he can deliver the ball. Um, they've got a lot of uh, um, design quarterback run for him. Um, you know, it's good stuff. So the, the plus one run game that's given us some problems, uh, we got to be ready for that. They've only lost once uh, at the Fargo Dome over the last 10 or 11 years uh, in the playoffs. So how do you hope your team embraces the, the challenge of going to Fargo? Well, it's us. It's it's a good game day environment there. I have not been there. Everybody says it's a great game day environment, so um, that's exciting. Um, you know, I'm glad it's indoors. I'm sure the weather's not going to be great, so it'll be great to be inside. Interesting that Bobby Houck has uh, never been to the Fargo Dome, but I guess not that surprising. Nuanas Dow Houck highlights presented. By Ryan Holloway and Miller. Uh, Ryan Holloway and Miller Law Firm has been around for a little more than a year now. Uh, we've been working with Paul Ryan for quite some time, and uh, he's been always been a great supporter of ours, big supporter of, of Grizz Athletics and Youth Athletics. 
uh, around the city of Missoula, around around the state of Montana. And Paul has been voted Missoula's best attorney many, many, many times over. I think 13 times he won Missoula's best attorney. But he expanded his firm uh, about a year ago and added uh, Nate Holloway, who's been a friend of mine forever, and uh, Angie Miller, who's now become a great friend of mine. And uh, love working with those people. And we appreciate their continued sponsorship. Uh, they can help you with anything from medical malpractice to personal injury uh, to criminal defense. And uh, you can call them 24 hours a day, Ryan Holloway and Miller your Montana attorneys. What's going on in Bozeman? Well, we get a rematch after one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Jay Hill, Weber State head coach, will tell us more about it on our Across the Sidelines. That's next. Keep it right here. Stuana is now ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Remember when Eric Clapton like disappeared and then he came back with that record? I mean, my gosh. He went from 70s rocker through and through to, you know, 80s, sometimes hard, sometimes more ballad like, whatever. And then he comes back. He's he's off the radar for a minute, and he comes back, and boom, drops a little track with Babyface. Who would have expected? What a remake uh, of a career. He reinvented himself many times, and uh, to say prolific is uh, quite the understatement. Eric Clapton, one of the best to ever do it. Snow is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for being here with us uh, on your Thursday. Hope it's going all right. Uh, one of the craziest games I've ever seen in person, Weber State at Montana State on October 22nd. We'll go through all the craziness, but first, let's hear from the guy that was on one of the sidelines. This is Across the Sideline, presented by Vance Thompson Vision, the second Across the Sideline of this first hour of Nuanas Now. Huge weekend of football across the FCS landscape, including a huge matchup between two of the Big Sky Conference's best in Bozeman on Saturday. Weber State taking on fourth-seeded Montana State in the second round of the FCS playoffs. Time now for our Across the Sidelines. Our second Across the Sidelines featuring this game this uh, week. We heard from Ty McPherson, Weber State wide receiver, earlier this week. Now we're joined by Weber State head coach Jay Hill, his team preparing to take on the Bobcats. Coach, thanks for being here. How you doing? Coulter, always good to be with you. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's talk about the weekend that was. It's always uh Interesting playing over the Thanksgiving holiday, but also uh, the beginning of the playoffs. And you guys had a tough draw with North Dakota, one of the top teams out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference coming to town. You got out to a huge lead, as you probably expected. North Dakota kept on fighting, and they kept the thing uh, to a one-score deficit late, but you guys were able to close it out. So uh, just take us through it. I mean, what were the, the keys to victory last week for your team? Well, I thought we played outstanding for about the first uh... – 27 minutes of the first half and then we had a weird fluke play we were up 24 nothing it was on the long long yard situation a little bit of a fluke play that they got and 
it, it kind of, I don't want to say took the air out of us a little bit, but it did. And then the, the reality is the, the offense responded well, went down and scored. We were up 31-7 late and then gave up another run. So uh, right before halftime and um, had it, still had a big lead. Uh, we had a 21-point lead to start the fourth quarter. And then at that point, you just got to be smart. Don't do something to lose it. Make sure you win. And we did that. I wasn't going to allow us to, you know, go screw it up at that point because, um, right, you got you to gotta advance at that stage. So I was happy with the performance. North Dakota's a dang good team. Uh, you don't take third place in the Missouri Valley Football Conference without being really good. And uh, that was a good football team. It's a legit playoff team, and so to get that win was big. The uh, the main thing that stood out to me watching the game was just how well you guys ran the ball. I know the return of Josh Davis was huge, but also uh, the guys that have been doing it all year for you, uh, Bankston, McMillan, those guys were great as well. What did you see that allowed you to do that? Because I know you guys like to run the ball, but 330 yards, I mean, you guys ran the ball like crazy on Saturday. Well, and against a team that hardly gives up rushing yards, right? Um, North Dakota's always been known with their scheme to do a good job stopping the run. And so to come out and have the scheme set in place where we could do that was big. Yeah, you mentioned Josh Davis. Having him back more fully healthy was huge. And then the Bankston and, and – um, um, those guys have done a great job all year. So uh, it, it's nothing that really surprised me. I've said all along that the tight end group, this running back group is, is pretty dang good um, elite for the FCS level, in my opinion. And then the whole line played very well. So uh, the run game, especially in the weather conditions that we had and being able to do what we did was huge. Last thing on last week, I want to ask you about Josh Davis specifically because he has been such an absolute – outstanding player for you guys ever since he stepped onto campus. I know that he's battled through so many injuries. Just amazing that he's even made it to the end. So, I mean, what can you say just about his toughness and, and being able to to show back up and, and be what looks like to be a key contributor down the stretch here during his senior year? Well, I think people forget back in 2018, Josh Davis was the national freshman of the year and ran for like 1,400 yards and uh, was just a phenomenal player. And then he goes on to be a three-time first-team all-conference guy his first three years where he played. And just just a phenomenal player. And then, you know, we know at the end of the spring season got banged up pretty good and then was banged up early this year. And he was playing great in that Utah State game, played very well. And then he got banged up. And the reality is you better have a stable of good backs, and we did this year. And I really liked how um, those other guys stepped in and ran the ball. And um, just – Josh coming back, adds some leadership. He's a great practice player, and he sees things the way a running back's supposed to see it. He hits things the way they're supposed to see it. So him on the field makes us better, and then what it does is it adds depth to that group to where those guys come third and fourth quarter, those guys are still pretty fresh and running the ball hard. Jay Hill joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, or maybe you're listening on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, Skyline Sports, no matter how you're joining us, thanks for being here. Coach Hill's Weber State squad in Bozeman Saturday to take on Montana State's second-round playoff matchup. And, Coach, you guys are familiar with having rematches in the playoffs. I know you did it against Montana uh, back in 2019 as well. Uh, but this one's got to feel good to get another shot at the Bobcats because that game on October 22nd there uh, in Bozeman, one of the craziest games I've ever covered, definitely one of the craziest games of this 
football season. So uh, what are your broad thoughts and feelings about uh, this rematch with Montana State on Saturday? Well, you're right. It was a weird game. We jumped out to a three-score lead early, and then, you know, it, was, it wasn't really the first one, but the, se- the second snap over the head of the punter, just I think it, it got in our heads for a little bit, and for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, we did not play very good at all. And then that's when Montana made their big run on us, and then they get up to a two-score lead. And then we played very good down the last couple minutes, and really with just a couple seconds left, get the ball down close to the 20-yard line, you still have a chance to win um, and, and drop a ball. And, and who knows, he might score on that play, and we're sitting here in a completely different situation. But um, that's not what it was. And the game went back and forth, and it was two really good football teams going at it, and they won on their home field. And we're excited to go back up there and hopefully avenge what what we felt like we should have taken care of the first first time. We didn't. Um, it's it's good to be able to get a redo because in life you don't always get those. Interesting to me too, because you know obviously the 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 snap situation grabbed so many of the headlines, and it was such an anomaly to watch that all play out, but the whole game was anomalous, right? I mean, a kick return and a punt return for a touchdown in the same quarter. Uh, Montana State, you know, scrambling all over the place for uh, back from a 24-9 to deficit. I mean, there was all sorts of things about the game that were just sort of unorthodox. So, I mean, how much do you do you look at the, that game to try to correct things going into this matchup, or how much do you kind of start fresh as you prepare for the Bobcats again? No, I mean, you look at that game for sure because so much of what happened in that game was self-inflicted. We did we did not fit the runs very good. Tommy Mallott had a huge game, and I give that kid credit. I love the way he plays. I love the offensive scheme that Montana has right now, or Montana State has and the way they run the ball. Um, but I, I, I know one thing, it's, it's really hard to play against a great player when you're making the mistakes that we were making. And I just I – just, Go back to that second, third snap when when things are going that weird, that off. It just played in the psyche for a little bit of the team, and we didn't handle it good. Let's be real, we did not handle it well, um, coaches or players. We didn't get them in the situation, and then when we settled back down, then we played pretty good in the fourth quarter again. But the reality is, in a big game like that, you can't afford to have go on what what happened and. You're, if you do, you're probably not going to win a game like that. Nuance now ESPN Radio. Jay Hill joining us, Weber State head football coach. His team playing at Montana State on Saturday. What now then has changed about your team, Coach? I know it's only been five weeks or whatever it's been, but you've played a ton of tough opponents. That was kind of the beginning of a definitive stretch for your team playing uh, Montana State, Montana, Sac State. Um, and then, obviously, this playoff game this last week as well. So uh, how has your team changed and grown since uh, the last time you made the trip to Bozeman? I think people forget, too, NAU is a weird team this year because they really, and especially at home, they, they were they were just a drive away from beating Montana State down there. I mean, they had the ball driving with just a couple minutes left to beat Montana State. And then we go in the next week, and we're in a barn burner with them. Um, that's a good football team. And what it did is that's one more game that battle-tested us. Uh, even Sac State, where we did not win that game, it was still a one-score, three-point game where our team's battle-tested. And then you get in the North Dakota game, and we've had some fights down the end, 
the good thing is we're battle-tested. We're not going to see a lot coming up in the next four or five games that we haven't already seen. And I don't really know that the opponents get that much better than what we've already seen. You know, that stretch of the stretch of uh, Montana, Montana State, Sac State, NAU, uh, you're just not going to go through much more than that in FCS football. Well, then uh, on Saturday, what do you think are the keys? I mean, what sort of things do you like about the matchup? And uh, what have you seen so far at Montana State just in terms of uh, the last matchup, but also how they've grown? What, what do you think of just uh, these two teams going at it on Saturday afternoon? Well, I think it's going to be very physical. I think it's going to come down to uh, who tackles better is going to be a huge component in this. Uh, stopping their run, obviously, will be a huge part of this game plan. Um and then making plays, you know, that's we we just got to go in and be us and play at Simon Sound, make plays. If we do that, we'll like the results. Jay Hill, Weber State, they play in Bozeman against Montana State, second round of the FCS playoffs on Saturday afternoon, Bobcat Stadium. It's across the sidelines, presented by Vance Thompson Vision. Coach Hill, thanks so much for being here, man. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday, but best of luck with the game, and thanks for stopping by today. Okay, can't wait. There you go. Jay Hill, across the sideline, part two of this hour number one. It's presented by Vance Thompson Vision. Vance Thompson Vision, helping you see across the sideline all season long. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com to see how they can help you with any of your questions or concerns with your eyes. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. We will analyze that Weber State game further when we hear from Brent Vegan. But first, take a step outside FCS playoffs. Talk all things NFL and NFL betting lights. That's next. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.